0: joining my podcast. This is Sandra Fuller and I am excited today because we're going to talk a little bit about what's been going on in our community. For those of you who know me, we've talked a lot about how we can take matters into our own hands in terms of solving our own problems individually and as a community. So as we look at people who are looking to bring change to the Black community, it sort of forced me to think about people who have been working in the community for some time with magnificent projects that have gone on unheard of or unsupported. So today I'm really excited because I wanna talk to two people that have been working in the community that needs your support, that that needs to support whether it be financial or just volunteering to get these projects moving because they're doing work in the community that I know are beneficial. First we have Dr. Robert Porter. He is a licensed certified counselor and he has a P- PhD in psychology and counseling. Welcome Dr. Porter and I'm going to give you a second shortly to talk about your magnificent self and um, I'm also going to introduce uh, Lydia Reynolds who is someone I know and have a tremendous amount of respect because I met Lydia when she was doing the Vanishing Kings documentary and um, and it always dawns on me when I meet people who are doing things out of their resources, out of their time and, and they're not asking people for help and Lydia is one of those people that see she saw a need in the black community in St. Louis and we're going to talk more about that and, and she took her time, her resources and heart and I was part of that and I got to saw that and so recently I asked Lydia if she would participate in this, because I think the whole world needs to know that even within our communities, we have these magnificent people that didn't need to see George Floyd dead, didn't need to see these deaths to do something. We've been, you've been working, uh, whether it's someone that's helping someone else to start a business, or to, or someone that tutors children, whatever it is, someone is here in the community already doing it. And part of our problem, systemically internally, is that we we're not doing enough to help the people that are willing to help. Not all of us are going to be protesters. Not all of us are going to be um, in the legislation and the government. But some of us are just people in our communities that care about our community that we need to really address and support and help. So Dr. Porter, um, please, thank you so much for joining this podcast. I am very humbled and I would love for you to talk a little bit about more about yourself and tell us about your great work that you've been doing.
1: Well, thank you for having me on, first of all. It's an honor to definitely be on this great uh, podcast. Uh, just a little bit about myself. Um, I have uh, two doctorates, I have a doctorate in behavioral psychology and I have a doctorate in theology. Uh, I have an organization that I established uh, called Believers for Black Unity, where we uh, not only do self-defense, but we teach men and you t- we teach young boys and young girls on how to value themselves. Also, what it means to be a young man, what it means to be a young girl. Uh, we try to direct them to understand the narrative of being proud of being young and being black, because what you see in society, the lines have been blurred on what it actually means to be a woman and what it actually means to be a man. The definitions have been changed and that has always and has and is working against us as a people. And so we also teach them how to uh, start their own business, how to do taxes. We teach them social science, political science. Uh, We teach them uh, about politics and to understanding the system that they are living in so that they are not um, blinded or deceived by what we see here in this America and so our organization also I think I said it also teaches uh, self-defense as well and what we do is we try to uh, build up the gifts and the strengths of each and every young boy and girl as well as young men and women so that's one organization that, that I have and that I'm operating and then also through my counseling services, I also provide through some organizations that I'm affiliated with. Uh, I provide counsel, free counseling services. I partner with the YMCA and also, as I said, with fraternity. I'm in a fraternity, uh, Phi Beta Sigma uh, fraternity. And uh, I also provide free counseling and um, conflict resolution, roundtable discussions, so that uh, we can get a healing uh, to the trauma that we have suffered over these years, over these many years. So um, that's just a little bit about uh, of what I'm doing right now. And I'm also thankful and grateful to be a part of the remix of the Banishing Kings uh, documentary as well.
0: (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) That's amazing, that's amazing. And um, I'm so honored because these are the things that I know we're not asking. These are the services, these are the areas that we, we a lot of people aren't paying attention to, healing within the black community, giving black kids an idea of what your value is. Like, what does that mean? Uh, because we know, doctor, that you, nobody's gonna value unless we know that you value yourself. So we're gonna get into that shortly. Thank you for that. Miss Reynolds.
2: Hey, Sandra.
0: Yeah, tell us a little bit more. So, you know,
2: you know, I am uh, in the background jumping up and down because I'm super, super excited about you doing this podcast and um, inviting us on. I think it was uh, probably 2017 when we came to Atlanta and uh, that's when we had the pleasure of meeting you and we did, we filmed some of the documentary there and chat about it a little bit. Um, The premise real quickly, uh, the background of the film, as you know, was for me to find a way to allow my son, who was at the time 19, to grieve. Because he had lost so many friends here in the streets in St. Louis to gun violence. And I'm a single mom, as you are, and we're raising me. And I was just looking for an outlet, you know, a way to help him. So I decided to sit down with him with a video camera and record it. And that recording has snowballed over the last three years and it's it's turned into a mm-hmm. movement. Um, In addition to Vanishing Kings, we're looking at Vanishing Queens and we're going to do a series. But uh, long story short, my background is theater. I'd never done a film in my life. I did not um, have the finances or the resources, as you stated. But this was something that I was passionate about. So I wanted to talk to black men about how they are feeling about what's going on in the streets to men who look like them so fast forward to 2020 we are here we're doing the remix because it has been so well received but there was something missing and i didn't know what it was and i kept asking why are men so angry? Why are black men so angry with each other? And I read an article that said that um, it's due to depression and depression sometimes shows up as anger. And I um, connected with Dr. Porter and he brings the element, he breaks it down and explains it in a way that um, will allow us, I think when people see the documentary, it will allow some healing and um you know hopefully going forward our goal is to be able to make some changes i know and
0: i know being part of that documentary man it just brings it it grieves your spirit when you see the actuality of what's going on with the black men in our community and 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 that part is missing because no one is addressing the mental issue uh so thank you for that lydia mm-hmm. uh, dr porter i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna jump in here and ask you about mental health specifically as it relates to the black community um uh, i know that we're talking a little bit more about mental health and removing the stigma from mental health so that people can actually start to feel comfortable talking about mental health right um and not feel like this is something they've got to hide or suppress as it relates to the um the black communities, in particular, I know that we have all sorts of stigmas and things that we don't want to we don't want to put on ourselves, so we don't necessarily go and get checkup or see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. So, do you see that as an issue with our community? Um, and how how should we start talking about getting mental health?
1: Uh, yes, most definitely. Um, we have been. Um, brainwashed and manipulated by the powers that be that uh, to go seek help mentally, and emotionally uh we have been brainwashed to believe that's a taboo um that you're crazy or that something is wrong with you uh we have been brainwashed we've been manipulated into feeling uh that uh, that makes you weak of in some kind of way that if you're really strong and what you're supposed to be then you handle it yourself or you deal with it however you you, you can best deal with it and that right there has caused a lot of tragedy also within our community and in our different relationships because other ethnicities understand the need uh, for the mind being strong and the mind being supported and the mind being healthy mm-hmm. when a person's mind is not healthy it affects everything else in their life and it affects their body also Many yeah. need see diseases and sicknesses are due to the fact that the mind is so wounded. Uh, stressors, we have all types of stressors and all types of things uh, that we're up under pressure, that we're up under constantly. And we as black people have been up under pressure like no other ethnicity. We have not only the pressure from just life experiences and the pressure from trying to uh, gain an income, pressure of relationship, but we also have the pressure from just being black. And so when when you couple that with epidemic genetics, also understanding that we can still feel the pressure, even from our ancestors. We're in a world of trouble. We need more than anyone else. We need mental health. And so I think that what we have to do is get on platforms like this and begin to educate the people and let them see how we more so than any other people need mental health and that it's good for you the mind is a muscle and if you broke your arm what would you do you would go that to a doctor help. and get it fixed mm-hmm. yes and so that's and that's so hard that's hard. the same thing we should do with our mind
0: i like what you said the the pressure from just being black i think that's so important because no matter what your financial your economic status or your social status everyone has a sense of feeling pressure from being black right so it's not just necessarily that you're 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 from an inner city or this doesn't it affects all of us um to some degree so that's important um thank you for that miss reynolds so, yes. Let, tell us a little bit more. Now I know we talked. You went into it a little bit in talking about why you started mm-hmm. the, the the Vanishing Kings project, looking at what was going on in your mm-hmm. son and and helping him. Um, let's talk a little bit more. Get into that a little bit more because you made a decision. And a lot of times, I know that action has to start with decision, right? You decided that you were going to take right, resources right. to help your son. And now it's a movement going across the United States in terms of what's going on with the lives of black men. Why are black men dying? What, what are some of the things that you're mm-hmm. seeing as through your research and your work with the Vanishing Kings?
2: So you're absolutely right when you say um, it, it takes a decision. and And to be honest, initially, it was a selfish reason that I did it. You know, I was thinking about my son and how can I mm-hmm. fix him? But as we got into, you know, traveling and and, and interviewing mothers and, and just seeing the pain in their eyes, that's that's something that I struggle with daily and yeah. nightly. And, and it's like you, you take you, you take the weight of it on. And, and I've discussed this uh, at length with Dr. Porter because it's, it's a heaviness, but it's a heaviness that I can't let go of. And I've wanted to quit many times weekly. I say, I'm not gonna do this. But then God says, Yes, you are. <laughs> you know, so I, I just keep I keep I keep pushing because it's bigger than me and I know that it's not yeah. about me, Sandra. And you've seen you've seen yeah. the film, you know that it's not a pretty mm. film. You know, it's not fuzzy and you don't want to eat your popcorn while you're watching it, because our goal was to show the ugly side of how we treat yeah. us. Because we have to fix us and we're not going to do that until we look in the mirror and see, you know, just how badly we treat each other. So what I'm seeing to answer your question is I'm not seeing to get any better. The research that I've seen is it's gotten progressively worse. I mean, even just last night there in Atlanta, you guys had another incident. So I'm like, okay. You know, we got to do something to get a grip on it now. And this film, I think the uh, remix version of it, it goes deeper and uh, it delves a little bit more into what makes black men tick and why they think the way they think and react the way they react. So that's just um, initially I'm seeing that it just. Hello, can you hear
0: can you hear Hello? me? Hello? Yeah, can I can hear you. Okay. Well, you know, I'm a black mom. I have one child and you and I have talked about our sons and I've met your son and he's delightful. <laughs> and um in and looking at this time and my son is delightful and anybody who knows me, I speak very highly of him. Mm-hmm. He's a young black man and I always think like you know, my son went to private school. Mm-hmm. I tried to expose him to different things that I was able to. Right. And so so there you know, at some point I felt comfortable like okay, he's fine. He's got good manners. He's calm. I you know, I don't have to worry about him as much. But you mm-hmm. but there is a lie behind that, right?
2: Right, there's a lie. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So as a black mom, I'm like, none of us are safe, right? Mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. no, there's no there's no profile of a black man that's safe. So Dr. Porter, right. when we talk about these moms, and lately we've seen there's so many moms that are crying over their sons, and it's so regrettable. And and, and Lydia, you mentioned something earlier. You said that how we treat each other. So I want to talk mm-hmm. about the psychological effect of why certain communities or the black community becomes so dysfunctional.
1: Well, well, Marcus Garvey made a statement that was very profound. He said, we are cursed by petty differences. And what we have been, since we were brought here, uh, we were, as I stated before, uh, we were brainwashed into being divisive toward one another. We have a we have a common in inept psychosis of uh, looking at each other with a spirit of competition or with the spirit of of divisiveness so when we see each other instead of just welcome each other as brother and sister and brother and brother and sister and sister many times uh this this psychosis of competition comes in or uh uh, where i'm trying to outdo you i need to outdo you or either that or this self-hatred comes in where if i see someone doing better than me immediately something can kick in to where either i will um degrade that, try to Pull it down, destroy it, um, or not support it. And so we've got to we've got to deal with that particular thing. And you got to understand we were we were we were made to think like this. And this is why right. you see the lack of you like the lack of unity in our black communities because of that particular psychosis. And so we follow down these pathologies when you have a system uh, that has marginalized us. When you have a system where we're economically castrated. Uh, when you have politically castrated and this, this system is not for us, then all of a sudden these things kick in even more, these dysfunctionalities than these traumas. So we have, to, we have to go to the drawing board and begin to heal from all of the different traumas that we suffer from, and that's men and women. And that's why you see black men, because we're the lowest on the totem pole. Every system is against us. And so what happens is, is that if we don't have strong role models and mentorships and outlets for our young men, then you'll find mothers getting to a point. What's going on with my child? I I, I know this child, but who is this other person? Right. And because we have the media and we have society constantly programming us and constantly manipulating how we think and how we feel about each other.
0: Wow, that's deep. That is what deep. The, yeah, that, that's deep. And 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 it's, it sounds like it sounds like we know there's work to be done, but where do we begin with right. that with that kind of work? Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Porter.
1: Well, what well, where we begin, what we have to do is first of all, we have to recognize that there is a problem. Many times we don't, we want the problem to be what we want the problem to be and not the reality of what the problem really is. So we, no one wants to think I have a, I have a psychosis or I have a mental issue, or I have an emotional problem, but we all do. We suffer from it, it doesn't matter whether you're in the projects or in the penthouse, we all suffer from some level of psychosis, of uh, psycho- psych- psychologically as well as emotionally, we all, because we've we've been traumatized over and over again. See, when we were released. Our ancestors were released from slavery. There was no mental health out of all those years—three hundred and some years or four hundred some years of, of, of trauma, being beaten, raped, robbed, wow. broken down, and, and all of that taking place. There was no psychological help after that. Then, after that, you had black codes, you had segregation, hanging—all the things we went through. There was no mental health after after that. So, and we're still getting—we're still getting traumatized, as you see from what was just expressed. A young, another young man got killed last night in Atlanta. So we're still and it's and it's being projected all over the world. So that's constant. What that is, that's constant trauma because now you're looking at something mm-hmm. over and over again and you're seeing somebody look like you. So, the, so how we begin is to realize that it is a problem and that we are divisive toward one another that we do need healing and once we recognize that and we can teach people to understand that and we can humble ourselves, then we can start getting the help and receiving the help that we need in order to uh, uh, get move forward in this. Wow, wow.
0: So Lydia, in, like you're in St. Louis, which, which I think is the second highest
2: murder rate. We're, in- we're, we are, we're number one. We, we, number we,
0: one.
2: Yeah, we're ahead of Chicago and Detroit. And um, yeah, so right when uh, the statistics that I looked at last week, we are right around 40, 42 murders now. Wow. And, and and we're in June. So we've got to get through the summer. And, you know, and not to mention the fact that most people have been locked down due to this pandemic or whatever you want to call it for two months. So and when I say it's not getting any better, that's just the harsh reality. And that's what the numbers are saying. So it's either, you know, we got to fix it or Black men are going to totally become it extinct. The way I see it, black men have several targets on their backs. Like Dr. Porter says, it doesn't matter how many degrees you have or what kind of car you drive. You're a black man in America. You got to deal with other black men who look like you that may have an issue. You have to deal with the police and society as a whole. So it's like, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. How how do we, how do we help our black men survive? What do we do to help them?
0: That, that's that is the question how do how we do how do we help black men survive and and thinking back at the, the documentary it's 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 hard because mm-hmm. it's so real mm-hmm. and if you're if, if, if you if you've not been exposed to that death mm-hmm. right right um, it, 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 it takes a toll on you so if you live in that environment
2: exactly
0: like you talked about your son and it's like have friends that are dying and this becomes normal mm-hmm. right it's, it's
2: yeah. normal the sad part about it sandra is now he's 22 and we've lost count
0: yeah
2: So he does and, and he's so numb to it now and so am i that sometimes i have to catch myself because he'll scroll through facebook and he'll be like mom guess what so-and-so died and and i look at the way we react now compared to the way we reacted three years ago it's like we're numb to it and and that's sad you know it's sad
0: it actually correlates with when i saw the george floyd video
2: i wouldn't watch it i can't watch it
0: it just it shocked my conscience like this is real like this is real right and then Fast forward, what, two two weeks later, Uh three weeks later, and this young man, Brooks, that died in Atlanta recently, that was shot again, it was caught on video, it desensitizes you. Yeah. You're not thinking, this is a human life. Right. This is, so, and, and it goes back to Dr. Porter being able to understand the value of human life, and the response... The, the subtle responses that you hear after George Floyd died, when people started looting and writing, mm-hmm. was more concerning about the looting and the writing as opposed to we just witnessed a human being exactly. get murdered. Right. <laughs> like, what? Right. And <laughs> My son got bit, or someone else's child. Right. That was someone else's child. And we watched the life go out of him on camera. And if that's not enough to break someone's spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, it it, it angered some people, but there there are people that are in America right now. Their spirits are broken. And
2: that's... It feels like... like Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. It feels like, to me, the air feels like we're mourning. You know, I feel like when I go outside, there's a heaviness in the air. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a grown man who called for his mom in his last breath. So that tells you the power that we mothers have, which is why I'm like, we have to just keep pushing with this film and, you know, get out there and and teach us how to fix us. Basically, that's it in a nutshell. We have to teach us
0: how to fix us. That is so true. I remember watching, for some reason, just watching the processional for George Floyd. And I I was sitting there all alone, and I just started crying. Yeah, it wasn't made up tears. I wasn't even aware of my emotions at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, I just started crying. I felt like I knew him. Right. But he brought so much history with him. Right. So much hate, so much pain, and that's a burden that we have to overcome. So back, back to Dr. Porter. In like, I'm a mom. Lydia is a mom there are millions of moms in America that that are worried not just for their sons but for their children period mm-hmm. you know what advice do you have for us in terms of how to proceed how to grieve how to move forward and 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 you know and not let this, this kill our spirit. mm-hmm
1: well, there is a there is and has been a spirit of a sense of a spirit of hopelessness that has been permeating the black community for years and years and years. Uh, this is this is really the, nothing new, but sometimes we isolate certain things because we 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 uh, suppress it and we move on with our lives. We get distracted, uh, but that's always been a part, a sense of uh, the dynamic in the black community. Now, the first thing that I would suggest. Is to make sure that the mother and the father of that child have a good relationship, regardless of what happened. And I say this in the film. We've got to get the black man and the black woman mm-hmm. on one accord. Oh. We've got to get the black man and the black woman valuing each other again and then valuing the life that they bring into the world and not use that child. As as a pawn, not use that child as a means of getting back or, or of retaliation, but understand that the value of that child, the education of that child, the protection of that child, it's more important than anything that might have happened negatively toward you and him. So if you're not together, we've got to learn. And that's the key. The black man and the black woman have been stripped. We have been divisive. We have been trained to be divisive toward each other, and you see it all throughout media. You see the propaganda and the genocide. Because when black men and black women stick together, that's a power that cannot be Great. turned away. That's a power that cannot be stopped. And and this system has systematically uh, uh, made the black man and the black woman divisive toward one another. Where and we're going to different ethnicities, and I know love is love and all of that but we need each other now more than ever before we need to see the black woman needs to see the value again in the black man yes. and vice versa the black man needs to see the value in his black woman and they wow. need to stand together because when we work together in that sense that's how we turn we change the system around the man can't do it by himself and the woman can't do it mm-hmm. by herself we have to be a unit we have to wow. be a company coming we have to lay aside every, every divisiveness every weight every negative thing We got to quit pointing fingers at each other. You did this to me. No, the system did this. We were brought over here in chains. We were brought over here and systematically divided. And we've got to understand where the real enemy is and realize we got to turn back to each other no matter how much money we have or don't have or what we do have or what we drive or where we live. The black man and the black woman must get back together and value each other. And and when they do that, and you don't have to be lovers or anything, just value each other and support each other. So I'm not just... talking talking about just people just being in, in a relationship, but I'm talking about like both of you are strong, beautiful black women. I see value in you before mm-hmm. I see anything else. Before I see, before I see sexual powers, a man must look at a woman and with value before he sees anything else. Mm-hmm. It's not about her physical poker too. It's not just looking at her some, as a as something sexual or anything of that sort. He must value her mind, who she is. She's a black sister. He's got to value that. And the woman has to do the same thing with the Man. instead of looking at him uh in a negative manner looking at him with all of the different stigmas that have been perpetrated upon us as black people she's got to look at him and say that's my brother first that's my that's another part of me and and i need to support that and and we need to support each other even if we're not even in a relationship that's what has to happen first
0: oh you just gave me chills Ooh. man I know, and i know that just took us to the gut because powerful right i i, I can tell you I, I was a i was a family law attorney and a criminal defense attorney and i did juvenile court family law divorce leads to criminal leads to juvenile court Mm. it is a pattern a pattern and invariably you can see the poverty leave the home when the divorce happens Mm. the, the circumstances that changes for that child and i can't tell people enough like that is the that's the entry point right there between that mm. man and that woman and i agree you don't have to stay together you don't have to stay together but the, for the families that recognize that the child is the most important element and they recognize that, and he doesn't seek the court to lock him up because he's behind a few bucks. A mm-hmm. child right, him. right. And, and, and they're not trying to lock each other up and, and berate each other and put each other down. A lot of times, in front of that child who learns mm-hmm. his value from what mom said about dad or from what wow. dad said about mom, Boo, That's right. That's the world's that's problem right. right there, man. I just got chills. I know. Wow.
1: That's my, that's my goal. That's my I, that's my mission in life, is to is to see the black family together again. I I get joy when I see a black man and a black woman with their children and they're interacting and they're positive and they're engaging. Doesn't mean we don't have problems, but we have to learn how to handle our problems intelligently yeah. and responsibly. We 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 all have problems. It's okay to have problems, but there are solutions to every problem. But the main thing must stay the main thing, and that's the. Development, the proper development of our children and our culture. We've got to take that back before we can put any economic plan and any other systematic plan mm. in place that restore black economics and black wall street. We first got to heal. We got to right. heal. The man's got to heal. The woman's got to heal. Then we have to heal with each other and then we have to put the family back together. When you do that, then you can operate a plan and then you can take over and go back and be, go back to being where we were supposed to be in the first place. King
0: and queens, man. I'll be like ending it right there. <laughs> oh, wow. <Thank> God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes you
2: just want to go out there right now and just fix it, you know, Sandra. And that, and that's what we need. We need forums like this. We need for people to reach out and invite this conversation. Our goal is to take this live. You know, we yes. want to. Go sit in community centers. We want to go in rooms filled with moms and dads and kids. We want to have this conversation. You know, the film is great and the film is going to do great. We don't doubt that. But what's going to count is the one-on-one face-to-face interaction. How many people will, will can actually say they can come to a room and hear people speak about healing, be able yeah. to sit down one-on-one with a psychologist is not going to judge you. He doesn't know you. He's not even going to charge you. We we want you to come and talk and get a little bit of healing there, you know, and then take it back. So we need for people to just be uh, receptive, receptive to the film. You know, we will go, we'll travel. I've talked to Dr. Porter. He's he's all for it. You know, we'll go to communities. We want to sit down. We want to talk to people. We want to show the film. We want to have forums and panels and whatever it takes. You know, whatever it takes. Yeah, we really, it,
0: Yeah, it needs to happen because I, I don't think people, it's just like we're becoming desensitized to mm-hmm. death. We've been desensitized to families breaking up, like it's right, it's it's what we do now, right? uh, You're with someone for a year and it doesn't feel good to your skin anymore, yeah, right? Quit, right? Yeah, move on to the next man or the next Mm. good, right? But we don't Mm. understand the implication of that and the the financial or social implication of that, we don't, Mm -hmm. and nobody's Mm -hmm. talking like this because we'll fix. Uh, we'll fix the murder but we haven't yep. we haven't fixed the other issues
2: yeah we put a band-aid on it you yeah. know and then that's it so we've got to do more than that we need to perform surgery
0: it's surgery we really you know, do it's, it's- in our minds, because it's is like Miles Monroe said, "Where value is not known, abuse is inevitable." Exactly. We don't know our value as people, proud Exactly. People we're we're asking exactly. like, like what they've told us we are mm-hmm, this, yes, mm-hmm. versus the kids and the queens that we are, and we're, exactly. we're allowed to flourish. Look at what we do. We flourish. Wow. Wow, man! I don't, I don't want
2: to yeah. stop. <laughs> I know, I know. We have to have a part two. We <laughs> have I to have do a part story.
0: two, and I'm making this video because some we they need to see us. So, Doctor, yes, yes, Matt, you're you've been such a blessing. I'm so grateful that you spoke, and this is what I really consider truth to power because this is what people need to hear in order to really access the power that they have in their own lives, right? So they can mm-hmm. change a greater community. How can people reach you um, to get in touch with you through your um, Believers for Black Unity or your REMA counseling service?
1: Um, They can, my phone number is 618 709 2375. My email address is D R R A P O R T E R. That's Dr. R A Porter at gmail.com. They can reach me there.
0: Thank you for that. So the number again is 618-709-2375. Yes. Wonderful. And it's dr porter at gmail.com.
1: Right. D-R-R-A, uh, Dr R A Porter at gmail.com. D-R-R-A-P porter at gmail.com.
0: Excellent. And Miss Lydia, I know that your film is going around the country. Can you tell us a little bit how people can get in touch with you, how they can see the film, how they can Mm -hmm. connect with you, how they can help support the film financially? Tell us us how.
2: So uh, right now, what we're doing, we are actually in the final editing stages of the remix for the film. And uh, we have a big announcement in September, but we can't do that right now. So you will be able to see the film soon in about three months or so. Uh, The easiest way to reach me is through my email. And that's Reynolds, R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S, Lydia, L-Y-D-I-A, the number five at gmail.com that's the easiest way or reach out we have a vanishing kings facebook page and it's just vanishing kings and you can see clips of the film there you can see trailers and uh some of the interviews that we've been doing here recently Then the last two weeks we've been uh interviewing dr porter has sat down with a group of guys here and we've discussed uh some of the current events so Our last conversation actually got really heated. I think that was one of the best conversations Mm -hmm. we had. So, yeah.
0: Hopefully, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah,
2: yeah.
0: If people wanted to to show the film, are they able to do that?
2: Not right now. We're going through um, like the legal process, trying to get it distributed and things like that. So once that is done, it, it will be more available. More available.
0: Well, good, thank you guys. I am excited about this. as you can tell, this was a very enlightening, yeah, this enlightening the... from the heart uh, conversation. <laughs> and I do want to part two, and I do want to expand this conversation to some of the people Absolutely. that I know that can bring clarity to the community and help to empower the community. I want to hear more about the mental health, what you know, like get people activated, let them know that look, we don't you don't have to feel like you're crazy, right?
1: Mm -hmm, get checked mm -hmm.
0: out call call dr Porter. he'll help you and um and and so those are some of the things i feel like we do need to continue the conversation uh my hope is to continue it and get some more people involved and 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 broaden the conversation about how do we heal so that we can move forward and be who god has designed us to be
2: exactly i agree i agree This is good. I'm excited. I'm glad that we have this opportunity, Sandra.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys. Any last word from either one
1: of you? Um, I just want everyone to stay vigilant and understand no one is going to help us. Uh, We must turn to each other and look together and help ourselves. Lydia?
2: I think the only thing I want to add is I just like to pose the question to everyone out there when you hear the title vanishing kings what does that mean to you so really deeply think about what that means to you and um you know soul search because i think if you really consider what vanishing kings means it's scary and it may promote you to want to do something well
0: yeah definitely has so thank you guys so much you're proven you've proven the yeah. fact that you within your community each one of us like dr dr porter said we have to help ourselves we can start mm-hmm. helping to heal and to to restore our communities we we were born with it we have it within us and we've got to uncover the lie and just learn how to get back to who we were i am so honored thank you guys i appreciate you guys and if anyone thank has you, sandra.
1: any sandra Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, We
0: definitely want to be back with this podcast and, and expand it. Thank you both. God bless.